Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today we get a story time of this dream stand that goes super psycho crazy stalker mode on the subscriber and it's absolutely insane. Anyway, sit back, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, subscribe, and let's just jump right into it. Real quick disclaimer, dude, I don't care if you like dream or not, you're like, that's totally okay. And even if you're like a stan of dream, aka like a super huge fan, you're totally okay in my book. As long as you don't do what this specific dream stan does in this story, as long as you don't do this and go to these lengths of craziness, you're totally okay in my book. I just want to make that clear before I got into the story. Anyways, right, so let's begin. So there's this guy, he sent in the story, the subscriber. So anyways, right, the subscriber, you know, there's this girl at a school. He never really talked to her before, but they were kind of just randomly assigned to each other as partners in class. And for that reason, right, you know, they started talking and, you know, they actually really liked talking to each other. And there was nothing necessarily romantic, like this was a platonic friendship, or at least it definitely seemed to be that way. And let me just say, as someone with, like, a lot of friends that are, like, girls and I have, like, no interest beyond being friends and neither do they, I'm just gonna say, like, having friendships of different genders is totally great. Like, it's really cool, bro. Like, I I'm being, like, 100% serious right now. If you don't have at least one friend who is a girl, you're missing out, if you're a guy, at least. Oh my god, my voice just, like, just got destroyed right there. Anyways, right, so they were, like, hanging out a lot. They were starting to hang out, like, out of class as well. So they'd hang out at recess. They were hanging out at lunch. They were getting lunch together. And it was 100% platonic. They were just, like, chilling. They were just becoming boys with each other, bro. Like, they were having, like, they just related on a lot of stuff. And it was just, like, they were just very nice. And the thing is, right, this girl um, was very cool at first. Like, she was very chill. She seemed pretty down to earth. And the subscriber was really happy that, you know, he met her because, like, oh, someone else, that's cool. Like, that, that's very exciting. But anyways, right? So this is where things start to begin. This is the beginning of the end. This is where things begin to start going downhill. Anyways, so they're super close with each other, and they start becoming really good friends. And the girl one day says, hey, like, you know, are you free this weekend? And the subscriber's like, yeah, yeah, I'm free this weekend. I'm not necessarily doing anything or I don't have any plans, that is. Um, and, you know, the girl says, oh, that's great. Do you want to, like, come over and just, like, chill at my house? He's like, yeah, no, that'd be sick, right? And, you know, the I think, like, you know, the both of their parents were, like, chill with this as, you know, it was explained that it was, like, platonic or whatever and, like, they're just friends they're like not romantic interest or anything. And I, I, it's pretty cool for the parents to be thinking it's okay. Uh, because like, you know, I'm definitely glad that my parents and my friends' parents, because I've had sleepovers, like mixed gender sleepovers before with friends. 
And I mean, both my parents knew it was, or like my parents and their parents knew it was cool because like I wasn't trying to do anything, neither were they, right? We were just friends and we still are friends, right? But anyways, you know, the parents like, you know, the subscriber asks his mom and his mom's like, oh yeah, sure, that sounds fine. And the girl gets the okay from her mom. And yeah, sure enough, next weekend, you know, the subscriber's gonna go see his new friend. And oh my God, if only the subscriber like got sick or something or had surprise plans that he didn't have to go to her house because everything, it hit the fan when he went to his house. And to explain why things got so bad, I'm going to pass it to my boy Tag Swag. He also does story videos. He's linked in the description. You must subscribe to him. It's not, it's not even an option, bro. You must subscribe to Tag Swag. Anyways, take it away. How's it going everybody? Thank you Connor for having me on this video and now I'm here to finish the rest of this story. So the sub, he goes inside this girl's house and everything seems normal, right? Until he gets to her room. At this point he knew nothing about the whole dream stand obsession, like she told him nothing about this. So he walks into the room and sees the dream and dream SMP posters, stuff like that, everywhere. Like the room reeked, like she needed some fucking Febreze, like it, it was bad. Now the subscriber, he looks a little bit closer and he starts to notice some of the pictures. The pictures were of this blonde guy, and now these pictures were thought to be Dream. I guess they were be people who she thought was supposed to be Dream. I don't know. She just printed a random guy's face and just fucking put it on her wall. Like, that's not creepy at all. And, you know, this may be one of the reasons why I'm never doing a face reveal. Yeah. You know, personally, I would like my face, you know, not printed on people's walls. You know, that's just something, you know, I would like to avoid. The subscriber's like, okay, I knew nothing about this. Maybe I should just ask, and maybe she can explain away like all this weird shit going on so he asks him he's like what the hell is this all about like well, what's going on here then she says oh these are all the possible people that could be dream you know i looked up all the details online about these specific people and i think i may know which one is dream like this girl is insane like she thinks she's doing god's work by finding out like what which dude is dream like are you serious and as he was looking around there was a bunch of shit all over the floors too so like everywhere where he stepped there was like a bunch of clothes maybe some dream merch in that pile i don't know but it the room just it was a disaster okay like it just looked like no parental attention that that's all it looked like so the subscriber he looks down and he sees a piece of paper on the ground with somebody's face on it and the face kind of seems a little bit familiar to him he's like wait who the hell's that he starts digging for this piece of paper and on top of this piece of paper there's like a bunch of shit in the way like i said earlier and then he picks up the piece of paper and then the realization hits him he's like oh my god and some of you might be wondering well what did he find tag swag and well it was his face like she printed pictures of this dude like i don't know why she thought this was a good idea oh yeah let me invite the guy over to my house that i'm printing pictures of like nah it's just gonna go horribly like like if he were to get her into a relationship with you like hypothetically like like theoretically what would you think would happen like if the subscriber broke up with her like she would just start going absolutely psycho like it seems like she's not in the best mental state as you could tell by her room and the subscriber he made up just some bullshit excuse as to why he had to leave and that was it but yeah subscribe to me i tell stories as well um if you like story times from connor you'll definitely like them from me too if you're not subscribed to connor already what the fuck are you doing all right bye anyways right so the subscriber just a little recap he's in this girl's room and she has a wall of people that the she's trying to figure out she's trying to reveal dreams true identity and since oh yeah by the way the subscriber is blonde uh <laughs> so she's like he might be dream 
But at this moment, right, the subscriber is kind of freaking out because he is alone in this girl's house. The mom left at this point in her room where it just became revealed that she basically, right, has a photo of him in her room printed out, like put on her wall. That's probably going to be put on her dream wall with this face on it, basically being like, I think your dream. And then so he looks at her and he's like, just just got this confused look. And she looks at him back with this, like, calm, cool, collected smile. The subscriber kind of expected that she was going to be all like, oh, my God, like, I'm so sorry, like, or kind of freaking out because, like, he just exposed the fact that she has a photo of him, like, a, just a printed out photo of him. But no, dude, she is calm, cool, and collected. And she's like, I think you're a dream. And at this point, the subscriber's like, hey, yo, bro, What? What? Huh? Well, what do you... What? I mean, that was his genuine reaction. He was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's been a sneaking suspicion of mine for the last six months. Remember, dude, they've only been friends for about like the last three or four weeks or so, which is like the creepiest part. Real quick, if you want a heart, a free heart on your comment, comment dream down below. I'm going to heart as many of those comments as I possibly can. Maybe even comment it two or three times if you want a better chance of getting a heart. Anyways, the subscriber is starting to realize that this girl has been planning to try and befriend him. Planning to try and befriend him so that she could get him over to her house, her room, to like interrogate him. Because she thought that he was actually dream. So at this point, he's starting to, like, freak out. He's like, uh, 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 like, haha, I'm not Dream, but that's so funny. You're so funny trying to, like, play it down right now. He's trying to, like, play it down at the moment. And he's like, oh, I, I totally forgot. I actually, I, I have to go do something right now, actually. And she says, you're not going anywhere. And looks him dead in the eyes when she says that. Imagine, right, someone's acting super creepy and you say, I gotta go. And they just look at you and say, you're not going anywhere. So at this point, the subscriber is really kind of scared because he isn't, he is like, first of all, he's really weirded out by the fact that she's been stalking him for six months and like planned to be his friend because she thought he could possibly be dream. So to befriend him and like get him over at the house or whatever. So he's thinking to himself, like, this is really weird. This is really sketch. This is really sus. I got to do something about this. So he looks at her and he's like, Hey, do, do you mind if I at least use the bathroom? Like, I'll, do, I'll come right back. Like, it's fine. I won't be leaving. And she's like, I guess that's fine. So this, at this moment, he's like, all right, this is my window of opportunity. He thinks in his head for a second. All right. So if I go out of this door and I take a left, I can go down the stairs and then I have to take a right into the kitchen and out of the kitchen is like a door, right? That's the door out of here. And the good thing is he's like, all right, my house is only 15 minutes away. So if I sprint at least the first three minutes, I'll be able to get far enough away from her so she can't track me. And then also I'll be like close enough so I can walk the rest of it. So he's like, all right, yeah, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. So he walks out. However, he also realizes that like, She'll know pretty obviously that he's not going to the bathroom because the bathroom's on the other way. So as he's leaving, he slams the door behind him and then sprints. Like, just literally sprints 
knows exact. So he's already mapped out the, all the places he's going. So he goes left, goes down the stairs, goes in the kitchen. At this point, he hears, get back here. At this point, he's terrified, dude. This girl is one hundred, like a pure 180 on him. And he just sprints out of the door. And he's like, all right, I need just like, I know I'm going to be so tired, but I just got to sprint this. So he literally full speed sprints towards his house. However, he's like, I don't want to go exactly 100% in the direction of my house. So what he does is he sprints and then he turns a corner and he basically does a 360. He goes like, he takes a left, left, and another left. But before he takes the final left, basically going around in a block, he's very, he basically kind of like hides to see if like, you know, this girl is still following him. And he waits for a second and the coast seems to be clear. So he takes the rest of the, like the walk back to his house, like a light jog, just so he's somewhat fast. He gets into his house. He just locks the door behind him because he's like, I'm not risking it, bro. I'm simply not risking it. Right. So the subscriber just feels so good to be home. But anyways, right. So the subscriber, he emails his teacher real quick, just saying, hey, can me like and the girl, I don't whatever her name was like, he said, hey, I just like I'm not trying to report anything, but I feel a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, can you just make sure that we're not assigned into any group things? And the teacher said, yeah, sure, no, that's totally fine. Because the teacher would normally do, like, randomized groups and stuff. And the subscriber just didn't want to be, like, anxious the whole day. Like, every time they're going to have a group assignment or something that, you know, he'd be assigned with her. And you guys might be thinking, why did he not end up, you know, reporting this to someone or something? And the problem was, right... He just didn't feel like he had the evidence. He also felt like this girl would 100% deny it and cover it up and then call him crazy and then maybe, like, launch an attack campaign against him. How And he's just like, you know what? It's just not worth me getting into, bro. It's simply not worth me getting into. Honestly, to the subscriber, if you're watching this, dude, you might want to actually pursue this because she sounds kind of scary, bro. Like, you might want to protect yourself and, like, tell them about it premature. At least set up a case file with the principal or something because that that's, that's not cool what she did. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so, leave a like on the video, and then click one of the four videos on screen right now, or watch another one of my videos to support the channel. Thank you, peace. Today we get a story time of this crazy dream stand that does something seriously unthinkable. Like the video for nothing, let's just jump right into it. So let's call the subscriber who sent in today's story, Calvin. So anyways, right, Calvin was in class one day, and, you know, he was having a discussion with some of his friends about, like, Minecraft YouTubers, popular YouTubers, for example, and they were talking about, like, whether they liked them, whether they made good content, etc., right? So, like, Mr. Beast came up, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, Mr. Beast is great, and Calvin was like, yeah, I'm a big fan of Mr. Beast, and other big YouTubers came up, but then, you know, Dream, you know, the, you know, big Minecraft YouTuber Dream came up, and Calvin honestly wasn't a fan. Personally, right, it's totally cool if you like Dream, it's totally cool if you don't like them, I really don't care. At the end of the day, you like what you like, that's what I believe. But anyways, right, you know, so Calvin was pretty vocal about how he wasn't a fan of Dream, he didn't really like, you know, I don't know, the culture around his videos, etc., stuff like that. But, you know, there was, you know, Calvin and his friends were not the only ones listening into this conversation. There was another kid who was listening in. And, uh, I mean, we're going to call him Ben, but he's also going to be re referred to as the Dream Stan. So if you hear me say Ben or the Dream Stan, I'm talking about the same guy. Anyways, right there is this kid named Ben, and he was listening into the conversation. And as Calvin was saying, like, oh, you know, Dream, I, I, he's a crappy creator, like, I don't really like him that much, you know... Ben, who is listening in, like, stands up and walks over to the table that Calvin and his friends are sitting at and comes over and says, you will regret saying that. 
And Calvin is, like, really shocked. Like, he looks up. He's like, hey, yo, like, what? Like, is everything okay, bro? Like, is everything good, dude? Like, are, are we okay? But anyways, right, you know, so the, the day is over. And this is where things start to get really kind of really, like, weird, really uncomfortable, really scary, right? Anyways, right, so Calvin, he heads home. It's the end of the day. And, you know, he's just, like, you know, in his bedroom, like, just playing Minecraft, whatever. He's on his computer. And for some reason, right, he decides that, you know, to, you know, he's going to, like, go and, I don't know, maybe make his bed before he goes into bed. I don't know about you, but honestly, like, whenever I go to bed and I just slip into a bed that, like, is pre-made and the sheets are done just right and the pillows are just properly, like, just put together just perfectly, dude, I'm having the best time ever. Like, that is going to be the greatest sleep I've ever had, if that is the case. So anyways, right, Calvin goes over to make his bed to make sure that it's looking nice. And he goes by his window, and when he goes by his window, he catches he catches something in the corner of his eye, and it it's like startling enough that he stops in his tracks and turns to face towards the window. Now that he has like full sight of looking out the window, he sees this person standing in his backyard so he had a pretty open backyard he wasn't he didn't have like a fence around his house like it was pretty easy for people to like you know if they wanted to to walk in his backyard but anyways right you know there was a guy standing in his backyard and this guy had a mask on and it like you know calvin was like first of all he was freaking out like he this was terrifying dude if this happened to me i would legitimately just i i you know my my pants they would be soiled no question about it like there isn't even a bit of a question about that dude like my pants they'd be gone bro they'd be out of here but you know as he's like terrified he's looking at the mask subject and he notices that the mask is like the dream mask like the two eyes and the smiley face like the the the, the dream mask so at this point, right, you know, uh, you know, he's like really freaked out. You know, uh, Calvin is just thinking to himself, "Why does this random person who is standing in my in my yard, looking up into my window, and like there was lights on in his bedroom, so like you could see into his window at this point? Why is some rando like looking into my bedroom, like with a dream mask on?" And at this point, right, things are starting to click in his head because it's like as he saw the dream face, he was reminded of dream. And then he thinks, okay, when I'm thinking of Dream, what happened recently to me that involves Dream? And sure enough, right, you know, he thought about the conversation he had earlier that day. And then he thought about when Ben, a.k.a. the crazy Dream Stan, like, came up to him after, you know, Calvin said the Dream sucked very publicly, right? Came up to him and said, you will regret this. So all of a sudden, right, Calvin is putting two and two together and it has a pretty sneaking suspicion, right? That it is, in fact, Ben that has put on this mask. Who he, he definitely had this mask. He definitely bought it either from Dream's official store or a bootleg version or whatever, right? And is to, like, to get revenge is, like, stalking him or whatever. So at this point, right, Calvin, as soon as he figures this out, rushes to his window and closes, like, the curtains so that, like, you know, Ben or whoever is out there, because he's not totally sure who is out there, but Ben or whoever is out there can't be looking in anymore, because, like, either way, dude, even if that is Ben, bro, like, that's super creepy. So the next day in school, right, you know, he goes up to Ben and he just looks at him. He's like, dude, what are you thinking? And Ben just looks at him and has this kind of smug grin. Like, Ben, like, has a grin that kind of, like, shows, like, he knows what he's doing, and he's, like, very smug about it. And he's like, 
what are you talking about, Calvin? I don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, Ben is looking at him like, or no, no, Calvin's looking at Ben and he's like, dude, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You were in my yard last night with that dream mask on. I I know it was you, dude. Like, I 100% know it was you. And Ben looks at him and smiles even more as if to be like, yes, like he saw me, like he's freaking out, like I'm getting to him. But Ben was just like, man, I have no idea what you're talking about. But the thing is, right, Calvin, he was not buying it. In fact, he was almost even more certain that it was Ben that was in his yard the night before. So he comes up with a pretty good plan, assuming that Ben is going to come back tonight, right, and do the whole thing again to scare him again. But this time, right, Calvin is prepared. Calvin is prepared this time, and Ben will not be as smug after tonight. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment dream down below. I'm going to try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can just to say thank you. If you don't get a heart, don't take it personally. I'm pretty busy, but just know that either way, I appreciate you watching this far into the video. And now let's see exactly how Calvin is going to one, expose, you know, Ben for, you know, actually being the guy stalking him. And then two, get absolute revenge on Ben. It's pretty good. Anyways, right, so the night comes, and Calvin is in his room, and his plan, right, is he's going to be in his room like normal, and he's going to wait for Ben to come and try and scare him again by looking into his window. However, Calvin has a friend, and we're just going to call this friend uh, Bob. I I'm not that creative with names. Uh, anyways, though, Ben's friend, or uh, Calvin's friend's Bob, right, is going to be secretly hiding outside, and I'm not going to tell you what he's going to do. I'm just going to I'm just going to explain what happens. So anyways, right, Calvin, he's sitting in his room again. And this time, right, he's looking out in the corner of his eye to see when, you know, Ben is going to show up in his dream mask. And, you know, he waits a little bit and he's just kind of chilling for a second. And then finally, right, he sees movement and he looks all the way. And sure enough, right, someone about the size of Ben, about Ben's height, is sitting in his yard you know, with a dream mask on, looking ominously up into his room. And with that, right, you know, Calvin looks down at his phone and sends a text to his friend Bob saying, it's time. So as soon as, you know, Calvin sends that text, Calvin kind of like walks up to the window to look out and he watches as his friend Bob springs from the bushes and, you know, goes up to whoever this guy is in the dream mask with Bob has his camera out with the flash on recording Bob goes up and because like the guy is so shocked at this point because some rando jumped out Bob is able to rip off the dream mask and sure enough it's the crazy dream stand it is Ben he is standing there looking at them completely like dumbstruck completely like phased at like dazed at this point not phased phased glance. he is completely dazed at this point and right now Bob is like gotcha has the video recording, ripped off his mask. And after that, right, you know, Ben kind of like gets back to his senses and sprints out of there. But it was already too late because Bob goes up to the house and Calvin says, did you get it? Did you get it? And, you know, you know, Ben's like, or Bob's like, I'm not totally sure. Let's check the footage. So Bob pulls out his phone and they watch the footage and it's a little blurry. It's a little shaky. It's not some like TV production quality, right? But at the same, but at the end of the day, it shows very clearly, you know, who is behind the mask. So the next day rolls around and, uh, you know, 
Calvin and Bob and his friend Bob, they both go to the principal's office. Calvin explains what happened two nights ago and then explains that he had a plan to catch whoever it was and that he had, had a suspicion that it was one of his classmates. And then he shows the footage and the principal is honestly at this point very shocked. So sure enough, right, the principal goes on the loudspeaker and tells like, oh, we need uh, Ben to the front desk or whatever, or to the principal's office. And Ben comes and the principal asks, like, did you do this? And Ben denies it. But the thing is, right, the principal asks, Ben denies it, and then the principal shows the footage that can't be, like, explained. After Ben sees the footage, right, you know, he, you know, he knows he's defeated. He admits guilt. The principal says why. And Ben's like, I needed to defend Dream's honor. And the principal just gives him a look. He's like, what? All right, bro, you're getting a week of detention. Subscribe if you haven't already, and then click one of the videos on screen or one of my videos in the recommended. Thank you, peace. Today we got a story of a Dream stand that gets so angry that the subscriber says that he doesn't like Dream that the Dream stand tries to get the kid expelled from school and ruin his life. Leave a like in the video to claim your free nothing, and let's call the subscriber Kevin. So anyways, this all happens one day when Kevin is sitting at a lunch table, and he's talking with this guy that he doesn't know that well about just, like, YouTube, and then the topic of popular YouTubers comes up. And Kevin mistakenly, right, mistakenly, he starts off when he talks about popular YouTubers, about popular YouTubers that he doesn't like. And specifically, he talks about how he doesn't like Dream. And by the way, uh, you can like Dream, you cannot like Dream. As long as you don't act like this Dream stand does in the story, I literally have no issue with you. But anyways, right, so Kevin leads with how he doesn't like Dream. And uh, let's just say that the Dream stand is not very fond of this. So the Dream stand, like, gets up from the table and looks at Kevin and says, like, What did you say about Dream? That's my favorite creator. And Kevin is a bit of a hothead. He's definitely not one to, like, de-escalate situations. So Kevin does admit that in this situation, he wasn't, like, the clear good guy at this point. Very, it's gonna be very clear pretty soon that the Dream stand did something totally not okay. However, right, at this point, Kevin does admit that he could have been a bit nicer. Because Kevin goes on to say, yeah, I think Dream is the worst creator ever and his fan base is terrible. And at this point, right, the Dream fan does not like hearing this, right? And let me just say, if you like Dream, once again, no issue with you. Just don't act as this Dream stand is about to act. So the Dream stand, you know, he's up at the table, he's looking down at Kevin, and he says, I will make sure that you regret ever saying that. And he gets up and he just storms away. And honestly, Kevin doesn't think anything of it until the next day in school, he comes in and sure enough, he's called at, like he's on the loudspeaker, right? Says Kevin, insert last name, right? Come to the principal's office and Kevin like doesn't even doesn't even think for a second about the interaction he had with the dream stand like earlier yesterday. He doesn't even think about it for a second, right? He's like, oh, what did I get in trouble for? Because Kevin was up to a little bit of nonsense here and there. So he was thinking it was just something kind of minor like that. But oh boy, did he have a surprise when he got there. So when Kevin walks into the principal's office, she's standing or sitting on one side and she's looking very like stern. She's looking very upset. And Kevin's kind of taken aback because like while he was up to a little bit of nonsense, he didn't feel like anything he was doing deserved the look he was getting. And especially he was really taken aback when he heard the next thing the principal was about to say. Because the principal looks at him and says, Kevin, like I'm going to give you one chance now to come clean to like what you did and I'll give you a lesser punishment. And let me just say that this really took Kevin off guard because he was like, what? Come clean to what? And the principal, like when he said that, the principal's like, all right, like just know I gave you an opportunity to come clean because we got some pretty good evidence on you. 
Kevin at this point is completely confused. And and still, he doesn't he's not even thinking about the interaction he had with the dream stand earlier, but as you guys will see that there's a pretty big correlation. So anyways, Kevin's sitting down and the principal's like Kevin like you know, we take threats at this school very, very seriously. Like, even if you meant this as a joke, like, you got to understand that, like, we got to take it as if you meant it very seriously, as it is, it's pretty disturbing. And Kevin, at this point, is so just bewildered and flabbergasted, he just has no idea what to think. Because he's like, threats? Like, I didn't make any threats against any students. And he looks at the principal, he's like, uh, I'm so sorry, I'm so lost right now. Like, I don't even know, like, what's up. And she's like, well, Minecraft, uh, uh, Dream Stan, right? We're just gonna call him Dream Stan. She said his actual name, whatever that is. And she's like, well, Dream Stan, you know, came to me yesterday and he looked all flustered and upset. And he said that he found this in his locker. And the principal pulls out a handwritten note. And she's like, does this look familiar? And, you know, Kevin honestly says, no, I'm being honest. Like, that does not look familiar. She's like, all right, well, I'll let you give it a read since you haven't seen it before. Kevin legitimately has never seen this letter before. So he takes the letter and he looks at it. And yeah, sure enough. And Kevin's reading the letter. And the letter reads, like, Dear Dream Stance, is his actual name, uh, like, I will hunt you down when you're sleeping, and you will not wake up afterwards. Like, this is, like, this is a threat. It literally said, like, in quotes, this is a threat. And then it's, like, signed, and then it said Kevin. And Kevin is, like, oh, my God. Like, Kevin is starting to put the pieces together that the dream stand, when he said, I'm going to ruin your life for saying that, he legitimately meant, like, he was going to try and get him in trouble. Like, he was going to try and get him expelled from the school with, like, a false, like, allegation like this. And Kevin is just completely bewildered. And the principal's like, Kevin, you know, like, that's pretty damning evidence. And, and she's like, you know that you, I mean, like, I don't really know what else to say here. Like, you've been a pretty decent kid, but... Yeah, I mean, this is going to get you expelled. So Kevin's thinking really quickly on his feet because he's like, all right, I am not getting expelled for calling Dream Mid. Like, <laughs> like bro, that's not going to be the reason that I don't have a like successful life because I like drop out of school too early. He's just like, it's not going to end like this, man. It's simply not going to end like this. So Kevin's trying to think as quickly on his feet as possible. By the way, if you comment dream down below right now, I'm going to heart a bunch of comments that say dream. A little fun fact. But anyways, right, so Kevin thinks quickly on his feet, and finally, he figures it out. He says, I know how to prove this isn't me. And, you know, the principal was pretty convinced it was him. So she's like, all right, like, I'm all ears. And, she, and he's like, I mean, I, I have my backpack with me. I can show you a handwriting sample. This is very clearly not my handwriting. At this point, the principal, like, her ears kind of perk up a little bit, and she's like, oh, what do you mean? And, you know, you know, he brings out, like, he goes into his backpack, and he's like, here, here's a random piece of work I was going to turn in for English later today. And sure enough, the principal's like, all right, let me see this. And she holds up, you know, Kevin's work, and then she holds up the threatening letter, and she's like, yeah, okay, these are clearly two different, like, handwritings. Like, I'm no expert at this, but this is not your handwriting. Doesn't mean that you didn't do it, but it is now, you know, I'm, this is put into suspicion. And, you know, Kevin says, hey, can, is there any way you can get a copy of the Dream Stand's handwriting? And the principal says, oh, you think he framed this on you? And Kevin's like, yeah, I have a reason to believe. 
And Kevin goes on to explain the little bit of the story I explained earlier. And, and the principal goes, that would be ridiculous for him to make this up about. He's going to get in big trouble if it's true. And Kevin goes, uh, yeah, like I thought the same thing, but it seems like that's the most probable case. And, you know, the principal says, you know what, like I'm actually going to go like phone up his English teacher and I will get the most recent written work he has. And sure enough, right, within like, I don't know, 20 minutes, the teacher, the English teacher, actually walks to the principal's office because Kevin wanted to stay there and see the whole thing through. He would be too stressed out in class anyways. And the, you know, the, the English teacher comes in, gives the dream stands work. The principal looks at it, looks down the paper, looks at Kevin's writing, looks at the letter, looks at the Dream Sands writing, kind of sits there for a second, really thinking. This is like the most, like Kevin's heart is racing at this point. He is freaking out because he's like, this is kind of like the trial verdict right now. The principal looks up and she's like, yeah, this handwriting is a complete match with the Dream Stand, the same guy who turned this in. And she's like, Kevin, you're free to go. So Kevin heard a couple days later that, you know, the dream stand actually ended up getting suspended for an entire week as well. His parents were told about everything. And if anything, his parents' punishment seemed like apparently like it was going to be worse than anything the school could have dished out because the parents were not having this at all. Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably one of the craziest dream stands on planet Earth and you will not want to miss this. So sit back, relax, grab something to eat, grab something to drink, subscribe if you're new to the channel. Let's call today's subscriber who submitted this story to me over on Instagram in the description. Let's call her Ruby. Little disclaimer, uh, nothing against you if you like dream. Nothing against you if you are even a dream stan or consider yourself one. I really don't care. You can like what you like as long as you don't act like this girl in this video because, oh my god, is she psycho. Anyways, let's just jump right into it. So anyways, Ruby is at school and, you know, she is just hanging out in the cafeteria and her, tip, her friend that she normally hangs out with every single day is sick today and Ruby, you know, doesn't have a ton of friends because most of the time she spends with is that one friend who is sick today. So Ruby is kind of looking around for a place to sit and she sees some people she kind of knows and she sees like other people she doesn't really know. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to sit over there. And there's this girl who was sitting alone. In general, this is one of the greatest things you can do. Little story about me. One of my greatest friends to this day, actually, when I didn't have any friends freshman year of high school, I was sitting alone somewhere. She decided to sit next to me, and we've been best friends ever since. It's actually a really nice story. But anyways, this story does not end as nicely. So Ruby decides to sit down next to this girl. She says, hey, how's it going? Like, what's your name? And this girl looks up at her and says, hey, my name is... Emma. My name is Emma. Sorry if there's a weird pause or cut there. I just had to think of a name. But anyways, right, so Ruby and Emma sit down and they start, to, they just start talking. They just start talking about things. And Ruby really likes Emma. Re I mean, Emma seems like a very normal girl. A lot of things that, you know, you can get along with. They were talking about, you know, their, you know, their struggles with, you know, boys and the way that they perceive themselves and how they love these TV shows. They love Stranger Things on Netflix. They were just talking about stuff that they really enjoyed. And they had such a good lunch type, you know, they had such like a good meeting at lunch that they would, you know, routinely try and hang out with each other afterwards because Ruby and Emma realized that, you know, the last period of the day, a science class, they actually had together. Ruby just never really knew, like, knew about Emma. She was always in that class, but since they weren't friends, they just never really hung out. So from that point on, every day, um, 
in that science class at the last period of the day, Ruby and Emma would be good friends, would, would hang out, they'd be lab partners, and yeah, it was really cool. And things were cool for a while until they weren't, which you shall see. Because anyways, one day, Emma's like, hey, I just realized we've never really hung out outside of school. And Ruby's like, yeah, that's crazy. We're pretty good friends now. It's been about a month of them hanging out every single day in science class, right? So Emma's like, hey, how about this weekend you come over to my house? And Ruby's like, oh, that actually sounds great. Let me like just talk to my mom, make sure we don't have anything going on or just, just to make sure it's okay. Cause you know, they are in seventh grade. They, they, they can't really drive themselves. You know how it is like you're kind of, your, your mom's in charge. It is what it is. But anyways, right. Uh, so, you know, Ruby calls up her mom or uh, not calls up her mom. When she goes back home, asks her mom, her mom's like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, this is a new friend I don't know about. And Ruby's like, yeah, I met her, like, eating lunch one day and realized I had a class with her. We've hung out every single day. She's great. So Ruby's like, oh, Ruby's mom's like, that's awesome. Yeah, we're totally free. You can go over to her house. So anyways, fast forward to the weekend. It's a Saturday. Ruby is packing up her bags for the sleepover at Emma's house. And, you know, she gets Emma's address and she gives it to her mom. And Ruby packs up her bags, packs up the car. They get on in. So, you know, Ruby, you know, they're driving up to Emma's house and, you know, she gets out and, you know, uh, Ruby's mom's like, oh, can I come in and meet Emma's mom? And Ruby's like, yeah, sure, whatever. So they get to the door. Emma's mom's like, oh, Ruby, I'm so excited for you to be here. Emma's just upstairs. And Ruby's mom goes in and Ruby and Emma's mom talk to each other. So Ruby goes up the stairs and says, hey, Emma, I'm here. And you kind of hear some like rustling. You hear like movement in her room and it's not like walking over to the door it's like quickly shuffling papers quickly moving stuff away quickly almost hiding something this is important for later in the video because you'll slowly feel stuff start to turn a little weird and then get a little weirder and then get a little stranger but anyways at the moment emma doesn't think anything of it or ruby doesn't think anything of it so she gets to like emma's door and she hears like stuff being moved and stuff and rustling and whatever then eventually she kind of hears this, there's a silence. And the silence lasts for like five seconds or so. And then she hears Emma walk to the door, open it up, have a big old smile, be like, hey, how's it going, stranger? I don't know, that's more of a dad joke. But anyways, Ruby has her bag, you know, they sit down. It's great, it honestly is great. You know, their plan to go, you know, they go downstairs, they have dinner, they, you know, later on they go and watch a movie and then kind of towards the end of the night, they're kind of like sitting in, uh, in Ruby's room and, uh, Ruby's like, oh, so by the way, like, I just want to let you know that, you know, w there, there is a bed in here, but I, there's a hole set up downstairs in my basement. Hmm. Basement, not sus at all. Anyways. Um, so Ruby's like, oh, that's really cool. You guys have like renovated your basement to make it all up to up to date and all cool and stuff like that. And yeah, Emma's was like, yeah, come downstairs, check out the basement. It's actually awesome. And they go down there and the basement's actually really cool. Ruby can't deny it. They go down there. There's like a TV. There's like a whole bed type area, I guess, for guests. So if guests come down there, there's an air hockey table. And Ruby's like, you didn't tell me you had an air hockey table. And she's like, yeah, no, we, we can do this stuff tomorrow. And uh, Ruby's like, yeah, you know, I guess I'm getting a little bit tired too. So, you know, Ruby and Emma, they say goodnight, and Rhea, Ruby goes downstairs, plugs in her phone, is on her phone, and turns off the lights. So right now, Ruby is sitting in bed, not thinking of anything, actually planning on probably just going to bed in like a couple minutes. However, she would not be going to bed in a couple minutes after what you're about to hear. So anyways, Ruby's sitting there, 
and she's in her bed, remember, in the basement, and the, all the lights are turned off. So it's just, um, it's just the, like the only light in the entire room is the light of her phone illuminating her face. And she hears like footsteps above her, and that's nothing much. She's in the basement, so someone's probably walking around the kitchen or something. She hears footsteps above her, walking, and then they stop walking. She's like, okay, whatever. It's kind of just sitting there. The only thing that's a little bit uncomfortable about the basement is since like it's in the basement, there are no windows, and when it is dark, it is extremely dark. And that's when she, that's when she thinks she hears footsteps coming down the stairs. And she immediately says, Emma, like kind of says Emma kind of like loudly, but there's no response. The only thing that happens is the footsteps stop, like she stops hearing the sounds of the footsteps. So at this point, Ruby's starting to feel a little bit uncomfortable because she's like, okay, well, maybe, maybe these footstep sounds that I heard were actually from upstairs and it just sounded like they were over there. And, you know, it's just a coincidence that as soon as I uh, alerted, like pointed out that I was hearing them, that they stopped. Had to be a coincidence. So now Ruby is kind of just sitting there in her bed. And remember, it is like pitch black around her because it is like no windows, no nothing, no lights on. So Ruby's kind of sitting in her bed. She's like, okay, this is a little bit weird. And this is when she starts to hear, <laughs> this is where things get really, really weird. She starts to hear the faint, a faint like sound, you know, as if something was playing like a couple floors above you, but it was playing so loud that you can kind of hear it. And she starts hearing like, this is going to be very weird, but do you, you, you know, dream, <laughs> you know, the mask song, right? A, she starts hearing, it's very weird. It's like this distorted, lower pitched version that's also slowed down, but it was very, it was like very faint because it was like playing above her or something. And at this point, Ruby was like, what is going on? Like, oh, uh, what? Uh, so she's sitting there. She's sitting in her bed. She starts hearing this like slowed down, distorted mask song, whatever, right? And she's like, why, why is like the dream song playing? This is so weird. So what she does is she turns on the flashlight on her phone. And she, so she gets up and she walks over and she goes over to kind of like has to kind of stumble through the very dark basement or stumbles kind of like to the left because like she knows where her phone, where there's like she left her backpack and she knows that there's a light switch there. She goes to the light switch, she flips it on and nothing happens. The lights were like, man, the switch was like manually disabled. At this point, you know, Ruby's like, okay, okay. Just a lot of coincidences. Just a lot of coincidences in a row right now. Why is the dream mask song still playing? Why? Because she could still kind of hear it faintly above her. But it was weird. It was like slowed down. It was distorted. And, and that's when she starts to hear like, once again, footsteps she hears footsteps, but slowly coming down the stairs. And this is when she starts to hear the dream, like, mask song. That's like It's like a weird, creepy remix of it. Starts to play louder and louder. And she's just, like, she kind of, like, yells out, like, like Emma? 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 Emma, is that you? Like, I'm not a big fan of pranks, Emma. She hears, and then, like, footstep, 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 footstep. She's like, okay. It's fine, whatever, because she has a flashlight, right? So this is the creepiest scene ever. I'm going to try and explain it to you. So just a little warning, it's pretty scary. 
So she's sitting, she's back on the bed at this point. She's sitting there. She's terrified. And you know how she turned on the flashlight to her phone? That is still going on. Like, that is still active. So she's sitting there with the flashlight of the phone kind of shining forward. But remember, it can't illuminate the entire room. It's incredibly dark down there. And the flashlight on her phone is only so bright. But she starts to hear the sound of the music coming closer and the footsteps coming closer. And that's when the, the flashlight that's like shining out the light brief, like very briefly illuminates like from very far away. She can start to see the outline of a figure coming towards her. And she's like, uh, uh, Emma, Emma, Emma. And that's when the scariest moment ever. She has the flashlight eventually reveals like the face and the face is this like cardboard painted white mask with like red dripping all over it. It's supposed to be like making it look like blood or whatever, as well as in like a green um, like hood cloak type thing. And of course, it's supposed to be emulating like the dream mask or whatever. And at this point, right, Ruby wasn't thinking, oh, it's my friendly neighborhood Minecraft kid. She was thinking, oh my God, it's a murderer in the house. So Ruby like freaking screams at the top of her lungs. And that's when she hears like more footsteps coming from upstairs. And that's when a really like big flashing light comes in and she hears Emma. Real quick comment dream. If you made it this far into the video, that will be the secret word of the day. And also if you want to support the channel, binge watch these videos, meaning sit down and watch a bunch of these videos and let me know which video on your binge you're on. For example, if you watch five videos, Say, oh, I'm on binge number five. And every video you binge, leave a comment so I can know and follow you and see what's going on. And also, I shout out random people like on screen right now that tell me how they're supporting the channel. Anyways, let's get back to the story. So basically, you're probably a little confused at what just happened. So just a little recap. At this point, Ruby is just like screaming at the top of her lungs because it looks like a massive serial killer is coming right towards her. Kind of like the dream mask that's like been created with like red paint dripping all over it. This green cloak type thing holding some kind of weapon, but it's not disclosed yet because it's so dark. And that's when she sees a bright, like almost like fog light type thing piercing through. And that's when she hears Emma be screaming, like Emma, like this very angry voice. And that's when, like, the, the big blinding flashing light gets closer. And, you know, at this point, Ruby can see that, like, oh, this is Emma's mom. And she, the big blinding flashing light is kind of like shining light on, on Emma, which, spoiler, it was Emma. And Emma was in this big complex costume with, like, this green hoodie that's, like, dripped in, like, a little bit of red paint to look like blood. This dream face mask with, like, red paint dripping down that kind of looks like blood. Holding, like, a fake diamond sword or whatever. And also, in the other hand, holding some kind of, like, uh, speaker that is playing the creepy remix of like the dream mask song. It is the most ridiculous thing I have ever personally heard. And then on the other side is Emma's mom looking furious and holding a light. And she's like, Emma, did you like cut the power to the entire house? Like, you know, we, we thought that we we're in a power outage, but then when I went downstairs to like the converter box or whatever, I saw that the wires were cut and there's a pair of wire cutters next to it. And then she turns around, she's like, and why are you dressed like that? Ruby, did you know it? And then points at Ruby with the with like the fog light and Ruby kind of grimaces a little bit because a massive light was just pointed at her. Like, Ruby, did you know anything about this? Ruby's like, I don't even know what's going on right now. And then it's like pointed 
it back to Emma, and she's like, Emma, did you do all this to terrify your new friend? I swear to God, every single time we get someone new coming over, I think that you have a new friend and that you've changed. You pull some stunt like this on them. Ruby is taking in so much information right now that she can barely process that, one, what is happening right now, and two, that this is not the first time, this is a regular case, like, scenario, like, this happens, this is not supposed to be a thing that happens, bro, what, huh, like, are, are you serious, this happens all the time, a anyways, right, so Ruby's just sitting there, and Emma's mom comes over, and he's like, Ruby, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry about what Emma's doing right now, I'm so sorry, you must be so scared, you know what, come, come with me, come with me, we're gonna put you, we're gonna put you somewhere else, and so sure enough, right, Ruby, you know, is walked up by Emma's mom, and Emma's mom like, you, you, I'm going to talk to you later. I'm going to talk to you. Yes, you, I'm talking to you later. It's pointing to Emma or whatever, and Emma's, like, very awkwardly standing in her, like, dream costume. And the, the, the entire time, like, the dream mask song, like, weird, creepy remix is still playing on her JBL speaker that she's holding. It's incredibly awkward and weird. But anyways, right? Anyway, so they're walked up, and Ruby and Emma's mom, and Emma's mom's like, I'm sorry, like, I, maybe I should have told you something. Like, Emma's done this before, but we really thought that she was trying to, like, you know, that she passed through these phases of doing whatever this is, right, this stuff. And I, I thought she actually had a friend, and I was so excited. And I'm sorry, I should have said something. And she said, I understand if you're not comfortable sleeping here. Like, I'm going to make sure that, like, Emma doesn't do anything else to you tonight. Like, do you want to sleep on the couch? Like, you can take my bed or whatever. And Ruby's like, you know what, couch is totally fine, as long as it's kind of bright or whatever, and so sure enough, Ruby goes on the couch, sits down, gets a, like, a pill on a blanket, blanket, Emma's mom's like, I'm so sorry, I do gotta go, I have something to deal with, and, you know, Ruby hears, because remember, the house is, like, silent, it's nighttime, Ruby, like, hears Emma's mom walk over and then go, like, Emma, this is the third time you've pulled something like this. This is ridiculous. I thought you were having an actual friend over and that you weren't going to pull this stunt. Again, this is why you don't have any friends. The first time I felt bad for you. The second time I felt sorry for you. But this time, I think you want to do this to yourself. I don't know why you keep doing this, but this is unacceptable. Like, just kind of, like, him going on and on like this. And Ruby's just sitting there like, oh my god, like, Emma seems so normal. What happened? So sure enough, Ruby didn't sleep a wink the entire night. In fact, there were several times throughout the night where she was convinced that Emma was gonna, like, appear again in full costume and have no idea, like, Ruby had no idea what Emma's intentions were. That's the craziest thing was, like, Emma wasn't like, haha, got you, or whatever. Emma just kept coming towards Ruby, and Ruby has no idea what Emma would have done, probably not anything, but whatever. Ruby has no idea what Emma would have done if Emma's mom did not come down and, like, intervene in the situation. So she did not sleep for a second that night. So anyways, Ruby's mom comes and picks her up the next day, and uh, Ruby's mom's like, so, how was it? And by the way, the, the breakfast was very kind of awkward because it was Ruby and Emma's mom, and Emma was in her room. She was not coming out, which... Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So Ruby's mom was like, so how was it? And Emma's like, so you're not going to believe a word I say. And Ruby's mom's like, what? And Ruby goes on to explain everything I just told you. And Ruby's mom's like, you're kidding, right? Ruby's like, no, I, I, no, I'm not. And <laughs> Ruby's mom's like, oh my God, like, I'm, I'm sorry. And Ruby's like, it's fine. I, I, it's, just, it's just a lot to process. You know, I, I don't really understand what just happened, but something did just happen. That's all, that, that's all I know. But anyways, right, 
So Ruby, you know, the, it, she while she's not at Emma's house right now, she realizes that the next, like, the remainder of, of her seventh grade year is going to be the most awkward science classes of all time, right? Because she goes there, and every single day from this point on, because this actually happened recently, so this is a continuous story, and it actually just ended this year. So she's on summer break now, but for, like, the last six months, every single day that Ruby went into science class, like, the first day was the most awkward. Because she went in, and she saw Emma at the back of the room, and Ruby immediately parked her butt at the closest table to the front of the room. And there was, like, one instance that, like, Ruby and Emma, like, where there was, like, a randomized partner thing, and Ruby was sweating so hard, because she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm going to get Emma. Dude, I'm going to get Emma. There's, like, I'm going to get Emma. Oh, my God. But thankfully, she did not. And on the last day, Ruby, like, left that classroom being like, thank God I survived. But, yeah, moral of the story is, I don't even know what the moral of the story is. (laughs) Is there one? How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a great day because today we have a story of probably the craziest dream stand to ever exist. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you are new, and let's just jump right into it. I'm going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Sam. So anyways, this all happened when Sam Sam was in eighth grade, which was six months ago. Also, real quick, you can like Dream, you can even be a Dream stan, I personally don't care, we're cool either way, as long as you don't act like this girl, you're totally cool, that's all I'm gonna say before I hop into it. So anyways, Sam was in 8th grade about 6 months ago, well this story happened around 6 months ago. So he was just, you know, in his, like, he was in his uh, lab class, or his science class, or whatever you want to call it, and uh, normally the the teacher let them choose lab partners. But for some reason, one day, the teacher came in and said, hey, I'm actually mixing it up. Like, I'm going to give you randomized lab partners. You guys have been choosing the same people every single day. And everyone's like, what? No, but it's my friend. And he's like, tough, tough. You're going to get a random lab partner and you're going to like it. So anyways, right, Sam was randomized and he got a random person that he didn't really know. Sam normally gravitated towards his like one real good friend in the class. But, you know, he's like, all right, well, this is someone new. So anyways, Sam was like assigned to this person for, you know, a lab partner. And, you know, they went up there or Sam went over there and said, hi, my name's Sam. And the person, the other person looked up and said, hey, my name's Sarah. And uh, Sam and Sarah, you know, immediately got to work on the lab. And 
they actually hit it off pretty well. Like, things were pretty good. Like, you know, life was pretty great. They, uh, it's not necessarily they had a lot in common right away, but they just had really good chemistry, and it was pretty apparent. And by the end of it, Sam's like, hey, like, I actually had a lot of fun today. Like, we should, like, hang out more, and Sarah agreed. It was always kind of, like, throughout the story, it's not super clear to me if they ever had, like, a kind of a underlying romantic theme or if it was truly just a platonic relationship like i have plenty of friendships with women and i just there's it's just 100 percent platonic those people lie on the internet and say that those can never exist they can however i'm not sure if in this case they you know sam kind of had a thing a little thing for sarah or not but throughout the story they do remain friends till the very end and it's insane but you don't want to miss that Anyway, so Sam and Sarah, outside of this lab class, would start to hang out a little bit. Like, they still had, like, a free period or whatever type recess deal. You know, at lunch, Sam would normally sit with his boys, but, you know, he would sometimes be like, hey, I'm going to go hang out with some other friends, and they'd be like, what? And then they see him go sit with a girl, and they're like, ooh, you're sitting with a girl. <laughs> you know, typical behavior, even from, like, my friends, and <laughs> we're 19, it doesn't get better, guys, all I'm saying, um, but anyways, right, so Sam and Sarah, you know, they started to talk more, and they became pretty close friends, and, uh, you know, it came to the point where Sarah actually invited Sam over to her house for a sleepover, and, uh, you know, a, I will say, like, a boy-girl sleepover, I have been to one of them, they're pretty cool, um, but anyways, you know, Sam was like, oh my, like, really, and Sarah's like, yeah, I mean, we're buddies, like, I've, my other buddies over all the time. Doesn't really matter, you know? And, uh, you know, Sarah's, you know, Sarah's like, well, my mom's cool with it. Like, talk to your parents. So anyways, Sam went back home and, you know, he hit up his, or not, he didn't hit up his parents. He, his parents were there. Sam went back home and he kind of like went up to his mom's like, hey, mom, I got a question for you. And his mom's like, yeah, what's up? He's like, so I'm friends with this girl and I really am just friends with her. And Sam's mom's like, Yes. <laughs> she already knew that, like, something was coming up. And he's like, well, so basically what happened is that, you know, she's invited me over to her house for a sleepover, which is, to I go to sleepovers all the time. And Sam's mom's like, Sam? And Sam's like, no, mom, I swear, like, I really don't have any feelings for her. She doesn't have any feelings for me. It's just, like, normal. I know it's weird because it's, like, boys and girls, but, mom, boys and girls can be friends, too. And Sam's mom's like, well, okay. I trust you on this one, because, you know, Sam's in eighth grade, it's, I mean, hey, man, and, uh, you know, Sam's like, thank you, mom, like, that's great, so the next day, Sam gets into school, and he kind of, like, runs up to Sarah, he's like, Sarah, Sarah, like, I know, I, I can actually do this, like, I, I can come over to your house, and she's like, oh, that's awesome, like, like, like that's great, like, I'm so excited, do you want to do this weekend, he's like, yeah, no, I don't have anything this weekend, so they plan it for the weekend, Sam's gonna go over to Sarah's house, life is good. Well, life wasn't really good, but Sam didn't see that coming. But the only, the only warning sign he got was that, you know, Sam was talking to one of his, his boys at the lunch table. He decided not to hang out with Sarah that day just because, you know, he had to hang out with the boys. You got to split your time. And he was saying, like, oh, it's really cool. Like, Sarah and I are actually pretty good friends. I'm actually going over to her house. And one of the boys was like, wait, Sarah, like, Sarah, and then says the last name. And Sam's like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude. And Sam's like, dude, what? He's like, I don't really know. Like, I, I, can't tell you, I can't tell you anything specific, but I've just heard things. And Sam's like, bro, what do you mean you've heard things? What are the things? And Sam's friend's like, I don't know. I've just heard that she's like, really, like, this isn't meant to be offensive, but she's just like, 
there's she's just really really weird and something happened but i i didn't actually know and sam's like bro you can't just say that you can't just say that and then not actually have an answer and sam's friend's like i know i shouldn't even i shouldn't have even brought it up i don't know maybe you want to do some digging maybe you don't i don't think it's just like she's weird like people don't like her weird i i think something like i i don't know there's something there i don't know what it is but bro, just be careful. That's all I'm saying. And Sam was kind of like, all right, well, obviously my friends is being a hater and is jealous because I don't really spend as much time with them anymore because I have more than one friend. You know what? He can't deal with the fact that I have more than one friend. So you know what? That's tough for him. And, you know, sure enough, Sam did not heed his friend's warning and kind of uh, kind of paid the price for it later on. And it is, this is probably one of the craziest stories I've ever told in the channel and I, or I've ever received. By the way, submit your own stories to me on Instagram, Connor Pugs, or Discord. Both my links are in the description of this video if you want to submit the stories. Anyways, so Sam packs his bag on that Friday and is super excited and, you know, he's ready for the next day. You know, Saturday comes around and he sends a text to Sarah being like, hey, I'm excited for tonight. She's like, yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff planned. And so anyways, you know, Sam's mom is driving him over and Sam's mom's like, all right, well, you have my number. And if at any point you, you, you want to leave, just let me know. Like, I will bring you back. Don't worry about it. And Sam's like, mom, it's going to be fine. Stop worrying, mom. God, mom, why are you so... God damn it, mom. No, okay. But he was like, oh, like, mom, I'm fine. Like, don't worry about, don't worry about me like that. Um... Yeah, well, his mom had an intuition and that all of his friends apparently did too, but Sam just couldn't see. So anyways, Sam, you know, Sam and his mom pull up to Sarah's house, and uh, the, the first kind of red flag was that there was no cars in the driveway. And Sam's mom was like, wait, her parents aren't home? And Sam's like, uh... And Sam's mom's like, all right, I'm coming with you, and I'm if their parents aren't going to be here, well, then I don't think I can let you stay. Sam's like, oh, jeez. So they walk up, right, and, you know, Sam's mom rings, rings the doorbell, and uh, Sarah greets them at the door. Sam's mom's like, hi, Sarah. I'm Sam's mom. I'm so excited to see you. I'm so glad that my son and you are good friends. Are your parents home? And Sarah's like, no, but they'll be back really soon. And Sarah's, and Sam's mom's like, how soon do you think? Sarah's like, yeah, I don't know, like 30, 45 minutes. They just went out to get something. Uh, sorry, I think they're just running a little late. They sent me a text. And, you know, Sam's mom's like, mm, okay, I, I, I don't think I'm going to, like, okay, that's fine. Sam, you have my number if you need anything. Sarah, Sam can give you my number if you need to contact me or anything. Bye, guys. And, you know, Sam's mom walks away. Sam's mom should not have walked away because things are about to get really crazy. And I keep hyping it up, but trust me, it is worth it. So anyways, you know, Sam, you know, walks in and he's so excited, right? This is Sarah, this is his friend. This is the first mixed gender sleepover, which he hasn't been to one before and he's really happy about that. And you know, Sarah seems pretty excited too, but there's just this weird energy that Sam kind of is like acknowledging, but also ignoring, because he just thinks it's his nerves. He just thinks he's like being like a little freaked out about his first, like, oh my God, sleepover with a girl, <laughs> whatever, right? But no, it was something else and he should have paid attention to it. And you know, Sarah's like, oh, like, do you need to charge your phone? And Sam's like, oh, actually I do. And his phone was on like 20% or something. So she's like, oh, I got a charger and takes his phone and charges it in another room. This was mistake. This was mistake number like 15, but whatever. This was his next mistake. He's now lost access to his phone. So what? 
anyways, right, you know, so Sam and Sarah, they walk over, and Sarah's like, welcome to my room. She opens it up, and it's your quintessential, like, very stereotypical, like, girl room. There's, like, all this, like, I don't know what a stereotypical girl room. It just doesn't smell like crap like all boys' rooms do. You know what? That's a compliment, girls. Don't get mad at me in the comment section. Boys, don't, stop coping. Your rooms smell bad. I know because I am one. Anyway, <laughs> Anyways, though, so they sit down. They start talking about stuff. They're actually having a really good time because they're both, like, watching, I don't know, freaking Stranger Things. So this is before the new season came out. So they're kind of, like, theorizing about what's going to happen next. And, you know, they're really having a good time and all that kind of stuff. And that's when Sarah's like, oh, I'm going to, like, go to the bath. Like, oh, I have to, like, go downstairs and go to the bathroom. I'll be back in, like, five minutes. Do you mind just, like, chilling here? Sam's like, yeah, no, that's fine. So Sarah leaves her room. And Sam, you know, he doesn't, like, look for her diary or anything. But he's looking around. You know, he's bored. His phone's charging. So he goes around, and he sees a closet. And the closet is only, like, open, like, a jar. Like, it's only half open, right? Or it's only open a little bit. So he goes over, and it seems to be, like, overflowing. And one thing Sam also noticed before he came into the room was there's, like, a lot of weird empty spots on the wall. You know when you have a poster on the wall, and it's, like, it leaves, like, a sun mark? Like, the sun's been on it that, like, everything around it becomes, like, lighter, and then when you remove the poster, it becomes darker. And also when you have, like, tape or whatever, it leaves a little, like it kind of peels away the paint where it was. There was a lot of weird things on the wall that just seemed like something was there that was recently removed. But Sam didn't think anything of it really at the time. But when Sam got to the closet, he opened up the closet a little bit and he saw a massive pile of like Dream, Dream S&P, all that type of stuff, a big pile of like merchandise and stuff. And that doesn't really matter. You can have a thing, but the thing that like really caught his eye was this big bulletin board type thing. And there was a very big like bulletin board shaped hole in her wall. It was not hole, but like a part that like felt like something was there before. And that started to weird him out. And he like looked at it and on the top of the bulletin board, it said the quest to find dream, AKA clay. And Sam was like, um, and down below it had all, you know, there's like in the horror movies or like the guy goes crazy trying to figure something out. He has all the strings attaching the stuff. It was pamphlets. It was flyers. It was everything like trying to figure out dream and who he actually is and what he actually looks like. And as he's reading it, it says conclusion, like dream. And then he finds like a little book, right? A little book next to it. All these flyers and posters trying to find who dream really is. By the way, if you don't know, dream is a very popular Minecraft YouTuber. And anyways, he picks it up and he starts reading through it. And a little bit through, he gets to a page where it says, dream's name is not clay. He made that up. Right. And he's like, I figured this out through my deductive reasoning. I know like, and then Going ahead a little bit more, Dream's hair is blonde, like looking like this. He doesn't actually live in Florida. He lives where I live. I have come to this conclusion. Does some more like page flipping, and that's where Sam's heart starts to drop. And it says, suspect for Dream. Sam, and then his last name. Hair, check. Voice, check. Like, I believe that this is actually him. I'll have to do some more research. And Sam keeps on flipping the pages. And he starts to get really freaked out because it is insanely detailed pages, page after page after page of details about him and like Sarah's conspiracy theories that he is actually dream. And that's when he gets to the last page. 
says like Operation Interrogation. And he reads it and it writes, it spells out in plain English that Sarah is going to invite him, befriend him even closer, and then invite him over for a sleepover to interrogate him to prove that he is actually Dream. And when Sam has this book open, he hears a voice behind him saying, so you found the book. And he turns around and it's Sarah. Real quick, comment Dream if you made it this far into the video. Uh, I just want to see how many people made it this far. I like seeing the names and faces. And I'll try and heart a bunch of comments that say the secret word of the day, which is Dream. And also, if you want to support the channel even more than you've already done by watching this far and giving me the good watch time, which boosts the channel, all you got to do is binge watch these videos in one sitting, meaning sit down and either do something or try to go to sleep or draw or play video games and watch a bunch of videos in a row. And let me know in the comment section down below what you're doing like while you're watching my videos or how many videos you binge watched. I'll try and heart the comments, reply to them saying thank you, and even shout out random people who tell me how they support the channel like this person on screen. Thank you. So shout out to this person as well as everyone else who's been supporting the channel in the last couple of weeks and forever really. And let's get back to the story. So at this point, right, Sam is petrified. He's at the house alone. His phone is in another room. It's probably not even charging. She's probably just taking it, like any source of communication. It's just her, him and Sarah. And Sarah thinks that he is the Minecraft YouTuber dream because he's blonde, he sounds like him, and she's gone crazy, right? And at this point, she wants to interrogate him to prove that he is actually dream. So Sam is like, uh-huh. Haha, <laughs> yeah, I was just looking around. No, like, book? What? I, I just see you really like the Dream SP. That's cool. I don't really watch Minecraft that much. She said, I know you'd say that. I know you try and back out of the truth. And Sam's like, uh, what do you mean? She's like, you saw the book, didn't you? And Sam's like, what book? And Sarah's like, oh. Oh, it's just a little book I have of, like, my favorite Dream characters. And Sam's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah's like, oh, follow me, follow me. Sarah comes over, grabs his hand, and leads him downstairs. Leads him past the room where his phone was supposedly charging. His phone was gone. It wasn't charging, by the way. Sarah's like, oh, where's my phone? She's like, oh, it's charging in a different room. Sam's like, uh. Sarah continues to lead him downstairs and then kind of to this basement area. And Sarah's like, look, 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 come on, come on. I want to show you something. Drags him basically down the stairs to the basement brings him down there and it's like okay so like th there's a really cool game over there and i want you to go over there and get it set up and sam's like what and he turns around sarah's gone and he hears running up the stairs so like he starts turning around and starts like speed walking towards her and sarah's already ran up the stairs slams the basement door su shut locks it and sam's like yo yo uh, like open up like what are you doing and sarah's like i know it's you dream and Sam's like, dude, what the, what? I, what are you saying? And Sarah's like, I've been watching you for a while, and I know that it's actually you. You are Dream. I've been trying to figure out your true identity for the longest time, and uh, I knew that, like, that the, the red hair in Clay, of course your name isn't Clay. That is a perfect idea to tell everyone your name is Clay, and then it's actually Sam. Oh, my God, I'm a genius. You, I mean, you should have changed your voice. You should have used a voice changer in your videos because it's so obvious when I hear you speak that you are actually Dream. And Sam's like, dude, what are you talking about? And Sarah's like, try and keep this up and you'll stay down there forever. And Sam, Sam's like, uh, 
So what are you going to do when your parents get back? And Sarah's like, my parents are gone for the week. <laughs> and uh, Sarah, Sam's like, um, well, my mom's coming tomorrow. And Sarah will say, I'm just going to tell her that you were walking home and you chose to walk home yourself. She's going to think then that you got abducted and something like that. And I'll have you for the entire week and you'll starve unless you admit it. And Sam's like, oh my God, this woman's insane. So he's looking around and there's like no, there's like no actual windows. There's only like a light. And Sam's like, okay, well, what are you going to do if I admit that I'm dream? And Sarah's like, well, well, you got to admit it first. And Sam's like, okay, you got me. I'm actually dream. And Sarah's like, yes, yes. I knew it. Oh, dream. I knew it. I knew it. Now, I have the identity of the most popular YouTuber ever. What shall I do with it? And, and Sam's kind of like, yeah, so are you going you gonna to let me out yet? And Sarah's like, mm, no, I don't think so. And, and Sam's like, well, okay, well, I'm, you know the truth now. Like, what else do you want to know? And Sarah's like, well, I got to be certain, right? I need you to show me that you're logged into the Dream YouTube channel. At this point, you know, Sam's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my, this is the most insane thing I've ever... He says, okay, well, you got to bring me my phone then. And Sarah's like, well, I'm going to bring you your phone, and then you're going to give me your password. And Sam's like, no can do. I'm going to type in the password myself, or you're not going to see the Dream channel. And Sarah's like, mm, fine. Sam is so confused how that worked, but it did. So he's like, all right, screw it. We're going with this. And so Sarah like goes around. He hears her like, because remember, Sam and Sarah are talking between a door at this point. And, uh, you know, so he, so he, he, he hears Sarah walk away, walk into a different room, you know, get his phone, walk back. And Sarah's like, okay, I'm going to open the door, Dream. <laughs> Sam still thinks it's hilarious. Now she's calling him Dream. And so she opens it and Sam's like, all right, well, I'm going to get my phone, grabs the phone, and he's like, oh, so this has not been charging. It's a 5%. And Sarah's like, yep. And you know, <laughs> Sam's like, all right, cool, nice. All right, let me just open the, let me type in my password. So Sam starts to type his password, but is slowly moving himself into a position where he can bolt out of there. Because he's kind of remembered. He's putting in his head, he's like, all right, I've got to remember where the exit is. He's like, all right, got the phone. And turns around, starts sprinting. Sarah's like, get back here, Dream! So Sam starts sprinting from the room to the room to the room to the room, closes doors behind him, knocks stuff over behind him. She's like, get back here! Sam goes, finds his way to the kitchen, gets out there, and starts, like, sprinting down, because they, they live on a street, right? You know, she starts sprinting down the street, and that's when he, like, hears a bell. And that's when he realizes, he turns around briefly and sees Sarah getting on her bicycle and Sam's like, oh my God, I cannot ride a bicycle, but he's got the distance advantage. So he continues to run and that's when he turns a corner and jumps into a bush, right? Jumps into a bush of another house, goes down there and this is as still as possible. And he hears a bike approaching and then a bike turned the corner and then a bike stop. And Sam's like, she knows where I am. She must know where I am. Why did she stop right next to me? And Sam is in the bush as still as possible. He hears the bike, like, be like in, like, just sitting there, and then start to move again. And Sam watches as the bike goes down the street. And Sam is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. So he sends a text to his mom saying, like, Mom, can you pick me up? 
And she immediately starts calling him and he declines the call and says, hey, can you pick me up? And she says, answer my call. So Sam kind of peeks his head out, sees that Sarah is nowhere to be seen and picks up the phone. And his mom's like, like, Sam, what's wrong? Like, why do you need to be picked up? And Sam's like, oh, there's just a little complication. And uh, I just don't think this is a great idea for me to be here. And Sam's mom's like, okay, say, say less, I'm coming. So sure enough, you know, and Sam's like, well, so can you actually pick me up? Uh, can you pick me up not at her house? And Sam's mom's like, what do you mean? Can you pick me up at the park that's, you know, five minutes away from her house? And Sam's mom's like, why? And Sam's like, Mom, I'm just going to tell you when I get to the car, I can't explain now, but just pick me up there. And she said, okay, I'll be there in 20 minutes. So now Sam is like, puts down the phone. It's like, okay, I have an escape. Sam's phone is at 1% too. So he's so glad he made the call when he did. And he starts like moving in the backyards of people's houses. So he starts like going from house to house in the backyards. And then eventually he's like, he gets to the place where the park is. And he's about to, like, jump over the fence when he stops just to look. And thank God he stopped because he sees in the very distance a bike approaching him. And sure enough, it is Sarah on the bike. She does not see him, but he sees her. So he ducks down and he waits as the bike passes by. Sarah's been doing loops around the entire block because she must be like, how did I lose Dream? And uh, anyways, you know, Sam, you know, get, hops out runs into the park and like hides behind a bush or whatever, hides in a tree, hides behind some kind of shrubbery, waiting for his mom. And he waits and he waits and he waits. And that's when he sees a car pull up. And he sees the car pull up and he looks in and sure enough, it's his mom. So he gets up, he sprints out and he goes in, he opens up the driver's side car seat. He hops in, closes it and says, mom, go, go, go. And you know, his mom's like, Sam, what? Like, where's your stuff? He's like, I'll deal with that later. He's like, no, let's... And Sam's mom's like, no, let's go pick it up. And Sam's like, mom, let's drive around the neighborhood. Let me tell you what happened. And then we will make a choice from there. So Sam's mom's like, all right, fine. So Sam's mom starts driving around the neighborhood. And Sam's mom's like, fine, Sam. All right, tell me the story. Click on the video what on happened? screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it.